0: This is the second video dedicated to the Nina prophecies and we are still covering events uh, which are about to come, or at least some of them, during the pre-tribulation period if we speak with uh, Islamic and Bible language. By this point of time nature has abandoned its uh, usual ways to such an extent uh, that um, it's possible that for some time there is no even central government in Russia there was by the way a very similar uh, prophecy exactly for America where for what was it two years or something there would be no central uh, government The natural disasters have made the uh, central in- infrastructure almost absolute so basically everybody's uh, fighting to survive at the place uh, where God placed him at that time. And uh, in Russia she described it as uh, there would be no volunteers to become a head of state because uh, the situation would be so desperate that the people around them would demand some sort of policy or some sort of at least slightly uh, feasible plan for recovery. And uh, it would be so desperate that uh, nobody would uh, dare to suggest such a plan because uh, it will obviously fail, the natural disasters are so severe, and then the people around will uh, rip him off apart. But this will be a temporary situation and the districts uh, will still maintain some sort of uh, local authority. Then she also saw how the... Subway, the tube in uh, Moscow, gets uh, absolutely flooded suddenly. First of all, it smells very bad for a few days. And then the flood comes as a sudden flush and kills many people. There would be no subway after that anymore. And eventually, entire Moscow will be, of course, destroyed completely uh, by earthquakes and gaps opening, it would be ruined to such an extent uh, that if somebody uh, wanders in the remains that uh, haven't fallen into the abyss, one wouldn't be able to even figure out uh, which part of the capital uh, was there once upon a time. She also saw the entire city of St. Petersburg uh, being submerged in a flash as well. The weather around uh, looked as if it is uh, March or something like this, early spring, and she saw it uh, happening again early in the morning around 4 o'clock. She also saw a massive explosion of the Black Sea. When the tectonic uh, plates start dancing, they actually break these uh, gas pipes which run at the sea bottom and that uh, causes this uh, very polluted, uh, anyway, sea to form some sort of chemicals and at the end the entire thing uh, blows up. She saw that happening um, in an year with Olympic Games. There were some foreigners in Russia at that time. So as the snow caps, the glaciers of Earth uh, eventually melt uh, during this madness. The water will evaporate, it will not stay on earth. But the main problem will be that uh, this ice it kind of uh, binds the tectonic plates and uh, when it melts, then uh, they will start dancing. And that's the word uh, she uses, uh, dancing. I can only compare it to Tandavan Nritya, the dance of destruction of Shiva, who's got uh, the habit to dance on the heads of those who think that they're uh, wiser than the benevolent creator. And then uh, terrible earthquakes uh, will be regular, tsunamis, cracks will open in the earth, a lot of them, volcanoes like Vesuvius will wake up, droughts, floods, you name it. Gigantic fires will start devouring the forests all over the world. And then people will start uh, realizing that after all this entire industrialization was not that much of a smart idea. At that point of time uh, they, will, they will actually start hunting down the penguins for uh, selling them absolute hypothesis as if uh, they are a proven truth. It's all fantasy, actually, but only then people will understand. Airplane travel will become very dangerous because these uh, pockets of disturbed atmosphere, so to say, will be created. And when uh, airplanes fly in into those uh, areas accidentally, they will spontaneously uh, burst into flames that's how it will be initially eventually many of them will start uh, exploding shortly after taking off because the atmospheric uh, mantle will be uh, wounded as well so at that point of time uh, the average people will eventually figure out that uh, the penguins don't even know basic things about anything at all the toxic uh, factories and plants around lake Baikal they will simply slip into the lake and poison it completely and that would be a major loss because by then uh, already the shortage of drinking water would be uh, felt tangibly. Some major disasters she mentioned also around the city of Kazan but despite everything, the crop failures will be much more severe in the Western Hemisphere. And there will be some uh, political trickery. And uh, they will uh, manage to actually, with the cunning trade tricks, take away the food from uh, the Asian people to feed their populations. Hurrah, hurrah, the government is helping the people. But that will even incur more wrath of God upon those uh, involved in this uh, trickery. Because actually God decided to send uh, first something relatively mild compared to what is uh, coming later to the west some relatively mild disastrous starvation, with the hope that it could uh, probably serve as a wake-up call for many to realize that it is indeed the end times and maybe it will be wise to turn my attention to the spirit but instead of that uh, some people will gain uh, more confidence in the government you see they're helping us, how oh, they're helping you by making other people starve so we are getting nearer and nearer to the third world war but uh, before that takes place uh, few more things will be accomplished according to Nina Uh, North and South Korea will uh, start a war against each other using uh, nuclear weapons it will be all arranged uh, by masterminds, the same group of people who financed both sides during the First and Second World War. America will come up with a great uh, touristic project proposal for Europe, namely to build a mega bridge to the monasteries on Mount Athos in Greece where still many genuine monks are finding shelter from the mad world the tradition is alive currently the access to it is very restricted Uh, for example women haven't been allowed to set their foot there since a thousand years of course uh, that will be an island of sanity in the mad world and uh, they will decide to destroy it with ugly commercialism and Nina said if you see that happening know that the war is sure and the war is very near then she said that uh, war which involves like an entire continent uh, that will first take place in Africa actually and over there it will become very hot, it seems, because of the use of uh, all kinds of crazy weapons. She mentioned that uh, very vaguely and briefly, but the main impact from that uh, for Russia, and I assume also the rest of uh, Europe as well, there is something like this, there are hints about this, that um, it will become so hot in Africa that people will have to leave to remain alive. And uh, the world will open their borders for them. But when they arrive at different locations, they will like live in their own communities only. and uh, it will turn into a major disaster after that again, you will see. Sadly, uh, there will be lots and lots of uh, murders and crimes connected to this situation. She also says that there will be a spectacular planetary parade. Uh, She sees the people watching with great interest and that will be like a major sign that uh, the war is very very near now usually planetary parade means that the planets are aligned together and they have a proper parade or partial parade which takes place uh, quite often but uh, sometimes the same term is uh, also used in a broader sense for a very spectacular, cosmic event. So, she sees that the people are fascinated by the spectacle, they really enjoy it and think it is very cool. But the voice of the Lord is telling her, sadly, uh, that uh, the human race is going to do such stupid things, so amazingly stupid, that he even brought the spirits of the other worlds to watch Have you sometimes seen that type of uh, stupid people that you don't know if you feel like crying or laughing and at the end you just let them drown in their own stupidity because they are hopeless? They wouldn't even accept the help of anybody because uh, they don't understand that they need help to start with. So God will invite even the other worlds to watch the sad suicidal circus on earth. Many souls will depart earth uh, just before the big war starts, that's how their karmic path is designed. Besides the terrible epidemics, there will be these uh, drastic fluctuations in the atmospheric temperature and this will be a major cause for elderly people to depart. The priests and the funeral services will not uh, manage the situation. Most of the sincere monks will depart uh, during this time, uh, since they learned their earthly lessons without the need of extreme situations and disasters reminding them to do so. They were wise to do it on their own. So, already before the big war during the pre-tribulation time they will place the antichrist the jail as head of the european union that she mentioned a few times but then once uh, she made a fast remark so was it eu or the un so such small variation in the scenario are also possible not only because she recorded properly her visions years after they they were shown to her and that's one reason and the other one is that not everything is fixed in stone and certainly EU and UN are very similar so naturally there could be such small variations but looking at the evidence uh, from the other prophecies which was in the episode about the Jal it is definitely EU and not UN so he will appear on the political scene before the great war but only after the war uh, they will have this uh, official coronation which i'm sure uh, they will call the event of the millennium and that according to the biblical timeline is uh, right on the turning point of the pre-tribulation culminating into a great tribulation however still synchronizing all the timelines from the various prophecies uh, remains difficult for me Because in terms of time, Nina says that uh, from the point of the resurrection of a saint uh, called Seraphim Sarovsky, more about this to follow, or to be more precise, counted from the moment in which he departs after the resurrection until the descent of Christ, it will be four years. However, this resurrection is uh, supposed to take place also before the Great War and that uh, shifts the world war into the very end of the pre-tribulation like only half an year is left before the pre-tribulation ends and this i'm having difficulty matching with the other prophecies which leave the overall impression that uh, the world war will be a couple of years there could be many reasons for that Um, first of all It's uh, not uh, really sure that Christ will appear like at the very end of the Great Tribulation. Maybe the battle of Armageddon will be somewhat before that. So there will be more than half an year left from the pre-tribulation. Another reason is that maybe this uh, coronation will not be exactly at the very middle of the entire seven years uh, of intense trial prophesized by the bible i mean we've got uh, translations of copies of translations of copies of translations uh, how uh, difficult is to confused amidst with uh, exactly in the middle it's it's very easy And the all-knowing great spirit knew I would be struggling to reconcile all the timings of the prophecies together. And that's why uh, he made sure there are uh, specific instructions for that. And the instructions are, don't try to figure out the timings precisely. All you need to know is uh, the events in some sort of approximate sequence, and that's enough. And the reason behind this is not only because there could be some sort of uh, slight shuffling due to not everything being set in stone. And the other reason is that uh, actually quite few prophecies uh, say that time will uh, run differently once the most uh, intense period starts. And I really believe this. I've had uh, experiences during uh, shamanic ceremonies of time flowing much slower. I've never experienced faster flowing, but I've experienced uh, much slower flowing uh, during which I could do things which would uh, normally take me, let's say, an hour within the span of uh, five or 10 minutes. And it actually happened a couple of times, and only subsequently, uh, by pure chance, later on, I found out that has been going on. I wasn't aware when uh, it happened the fir- when it happened the first few times initially because there wasn't any notification, so to say, some sort of alarm during the transition points it was uh, absolutely seamless so based on a very good number of prophecies uh, i do believe that most likely the entire seven years period will feel like uh, two three four years something like this actually the way we will feel it and uh, the nearer the end is the faster the pace of time will be Serafim Sarovsky was a 19th century uh, renowned and loved by everybody saint whose uh, immortal remains are currently kept in the Divevo monastery. According to Nina, he will resurrect, he will come to life in front of everybody and uh, he will deliver the true teachings of uh, Christ once again. This is what according to her is meant in the Bible Uh, by the true gospel will be preached all around the world just before the arrival of the Antichrist. Of course, uh, so many people will flock to the spot that it will be like a sea of people just everywhere around uh, where he is and where he preaches. He will stay for some time. He will allow him even to be filmed on TV. And he will explain once again in... uh, a great detail, everything about the end times, everything about the antichrist, everything about the mark of the beast so that uh, nobody has any doubt left. That's why uh, he would uh, choose such a way to appear in a miraculous way to prove to the world that indeed he is a divine messenger. As we saw in the previous episode, uh, initially the borders of Russia will be completely closed but then they will open them uh, for a short while and that's the time when he will appear and even many foreigners will come uh, to see the miracle and to hear from him and after that when the Dajjal comes and they employ him in the European Union or whatever, they will immediately recognize him and they will start uh, alerting the people uh, about the true identity of this man and many of them will be killed uh, because of that essentially they will be in absolutely no way different from the ancient martyrs who preferred to change their body instead of uh, living in a way in which they will be ashamed of their own choice And just to remind you from a previous episode that an ancient uh, martyr saw these modern martyrs and said that actually those souls will achieve even higher praise from God for what they did because we now, we fight the servants of the, the Jal, the Antichrist, while in the end times these people will actually defeat the, the Dajjal himself to defeat the, the Dajjal, according to the ancient saints, uh, means not to participate in his uh, initiatives and not to give in into his uh, hypnosis in some of the older videos, I believe a couple of years old, I give uh, some examples very interesting uh, from Asia about uh, saints who have died and their bodies are not fully dead some of them sweat things like that Uh, the serbian orthodox church has also managed to preserve for hundreds of years a body of a saintly king it also does not uh, decay so nina gives lots of importance to this uh, resurrection because uh, the message will be heard all over the world And at this point, if somebody has uh, so much uh, lost interest in understanding the mysteries of his own soul, uh, that he is not even impressed when a mummy comes back to life in front of everybody, well, for a person who has reached that stage of uh, zombification, the path from then on would be quite difficult, and at the end... At the Day of Reckoning, for those who don't believe that it will happen as an earthly event, for sure it happens when uh, people die anyway. So, at the Day of Reckoning, there will be no excuse that uh, I didn't know. At the time when the Dajjal is appointed as a political leader, they will also start uh, removing the crosses from all churches he will give that wise advice because uh, you see uh, the cross is a symbol of crucifixion a ghastly scene so we don't want uh, negative things in our lives let's uh, substitute it with the star that's why we have many of the older prophecies uh, say when you see that they change the symbol of the faith, the cross with something else, and then it's the time to stop going to church and practice your true faith at home. Now, as far as the very excuse for removing the crosses that they celebrate a bloody event, I personally agree with that. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Moreover, in the set books, It is described that uh, it didn't really happen the way uh, we determine what really happened or not in this three dimensional world. It was uh, simply a psychic idea which was uh, demanded by that time by the mindset of the crowd to understand the message to have some sort of uh, development of uh, the story which they expected. And there, there was a crucifixion, but some other person actually got crucified. And then because of the psychic event, the entire story got uh, distorted. Anyhow, so again, as of my personal opinion, and I believe I saw few hints here and there, only hints, I would say, in the prophecies, uh, the cross as symbol of crucifixion will not be uh present or surely will not be the major part of the future many people prefer to call it Christianity in the new uh, earth although the Muslims call it Islam but it's actually the very same thing it's the original faith it is possible however that uh, the cross as a geometric figure remains as a main symbol because it was used as um, a sacred sign since antiquity, and I'm sure at that time it had a completely different meaning. Something else which Nina mentioned just in two words uh, that Seraphim Sarovsky will tell uh, the true gospel and the true history, which has been uh, seriously distorted, especially after the 16th century. I'm really curious, uh, will it be uh, the history as I revealed it in the survivors? So in the next video I will continue to list uh, the events as prophesized by Nina. And by the way, the original recording would be, I don't know, at least 6 or 7 hours. So what I'm making for you is in no way uh, actually translation not even close probably a summary of the key points would be a better description and also points uh, on which i elaborated in previous videos or uh, will elaborate in uh, future videos and they are also not uh, included much in these three at least three videos which will be devoted entirely to her prophecies Again, you can uh, find the audio original in the description and I I would like to make few footnotes as they say in the books. Uh, Why did I call Gorbachev a traitor in the previous videos? Uh, Because that's how Nina and everybody else in Eastern Europe uh, calls him. To be more precise, uh, dirty traitor, that's his proper title. And people hate him uh, because uh, Poverty spread through Eastern Europe after his mission was accomplished. First, the society was divided in classes. This uh, practically did not exist before that, probably. Uh, I'm sure there were a couple of uh, people in the government, in every government, that were extremely rich, but these were isolated uh, individuals, this was not a class. Well, now in Eastern Europe we have classes of poor and rich which are played against each other and the rich and the middle class, they're a very very thin percentage, Uh, not like in the West, they're maybe like 10 or 15% of the entire population. This is not uh, exact, but certainly it is uh, somewhere in that range. And uh, not just statistics, I also sometimes uh, still visit Eastern Europe. In general, the overall living conditions uh, have deteriorated significantly since the fall of communism. A very good parallel with India, by the way, which was a very rich and prosperous uh, region with almost no poverty before the arrival of the progressive bringers of civilization from the West. So what the people in India get is plenty of talk about progress and uh, living conditions hundreds times uh, worse than it was uh, uh, before the arrival. Another huge uh, problem is the terrible increase of crime and corruption in Eastern Europe. Civil crime has multiplied thousands of times, not just hundreds, thousands, because it is practically encouraged by the new laws. And uh, for these two reasons, if you ask the Eastern European people, they they will quote these two reasons for which uh, they call him a nasty traitor. But for me personally, the worst is the terrible decay of morals. And with this, uh, everybody who is old enough to remember the old times, Everybody just agrees about uh, this point, 100% of the people. And it's not just a little bit, it's scary. So you say that you thought that uh, Gorbachev uh, helped USSR to escape poverty. No, not according to the people, not according to the statistics, surely not. But uh, that's because... Uh, Probably you live in the West and uh, the media is simply lying to the people. Uh, they they still do it, because I also listen to Western media sometimes. Communism is still, uh, the word is still used very much to scare the people, to create uh, enmity. And they will play this card again during the Third World War. And that's a total, like, mental words of meaning trick that has uh, Little to do with the substance of things. If we really talk about socialism that was uh, achieved actually in the Scandinavian countries and they're still running their system on those principles, Uh, that is if we really talk about the social structure, but uh, the media, this is just a scare keyword, that's what it has been turned to. So to be more precise, the way Nina described it, uh, the drunk mob who will be... Killing without trial, they will target first of all the peoples who did the crimes of the privatization. Because when the so called perestroika started, the exit transition from uh, communist uh, order, they said now we'll privatize everything and uh, whatever was taken away from the people, you know, to make this uh, everything belongs to everybody. Uh, cooperation thing in the beginning of communism Uh, will undo that and they did return especially some lands to the original owners that's true but mostly the privatization was about uh, handing us a gift the uh, previously government-owned factories, uh, plants and all kinds of initiatives, giving them as a gift to people who are tried and tested criminals, people who are corrupt, people who will surely accept bribes, because they needed that type of people to be in charge because previously that's why they changed the order that was before that because uh, there was corruption for sure uh, but still in overall the people uh, did own to a large extent the industries, the plants everything was functioning in such a way that the profit would eventually go to the people at least most of it uh, the larger chunk the parasites uh, didn't like that situation. And that's why poverty came after that, because uh, people lost their income, it, the, the riches were transferred to the hands of the chosen criminals, eventually it was all into foreign trusts, etc. And eventually, as uh, I pointed out in previous videos about Alexander Pramonov, everything is now concentrated in the hands of the war organizers as uh, almost fully legitimately owned uh, private businesses. So this uh, privatization was the turning point for poverty and this even children know in uh, Eastern Europe. This is like undisputed. And these fat pigs or their main servants on the uh, local soil are well known to the people and that's what the mob is uh, going to kill along with some uh, journalists and scientists. So Ram from India asks a good question. We should always be angelic and shed off anger to reach higher dimensions. Yet on the other hand, if we do not resist, the evil will multiply beyond control and the situation will turn hopeless. Well, the key point is not to confuse uh, resistance with anger. Actually, only rajasic resistance is the angry resistance. One can also resist sattvically, which will be most efficient, by the way. And also one can do a tamasic resistance. Like most of the resistance nowadays, it uh, mostly wastes people's time and energy and gives uh, minimal nor or negative results. So certainly there are some very exceptional and extremely rare cases uh, when the anger is really justified because of extreme uh, sudden situation or attack, something of that sort. So let's say if you get angry once every three or four years for maximum one hour, then there is a chance that this could be a justified anger but if we are talking about a permanent mood or something happening regularly then uh, this is definitely not justified because then it is a trait of your own personality instead of uh, something provoked by an external situation now as far as the current uh, earthly developments The prophecies uh, seem to be coming true, and most likely they will continue uh, coming true. And also seeing uh, how well the Parasites play their cards, I can tell you for sure that they will leave no chances uh, for some sort of, uh, let's say, uh, opposition by force to do something in terms of uh, demonstrations or revolutions, there will be no such chance. There will be no chance of uh, organizing anything, uh, because people won't be able to move free, and the communication will be also censored. Currently on Earth, about the main problem, any uh, Rajas-style anger-fueled resistance uh, can happen only on personal scale, maybe some rare exceptions somewhere, but as far as providing uh, overall solution, uh, that is out of question from what we see and from what we read in the prophecies. So then we are left only with two choices, tamasic resistance or sattvic resistance. So since most people uh, have too much tamas in them nowadays, obviously most of the resistance by far will be tamasic. And then uh, whoever on personal level does a sattvic resistance for their own soul, that's the best and that's what uh, I hope I will help people do with this uh, series about the end times. And uh, the parasites, they know that there will be some slight losses, but in overall they will also get whatever they want because they will get the masses. You know, when you harvest wheat, uh, now and then, here few seeds drop off, but this is not uh, regarded as any significant loss. No, in general, the farmer would say, I have a good harvest. The couple of seeds who fell off were a natural, negligible and expected loss few seeds uh, fell on the side of the field and that's negligible and in the same way uh, those uh, rare souls who will go for satvic resistance well they will be a negligible loss for the parasites and they will uh, let them go they will have to let them go also by the law of the universe as well The Old Prophecies very often talk about false prophets, and at first it may sound like some sort of archaic expression, but just look at this. I think the false prophet title will be most appropriate even in modern English. We're at grim crossroads. One path leads to utter despair, the other to total extinction. This man is uh, so sick. But looking at his titles, people will take him seriously and absorb the poison from his words. What he's actually doing, he's uh, proposing two tamasic paths, one of total destruction and the other one of total despair, both pure 100% tamas. And sure enough, those who put their psyche in tamas, they will be facing extinction on personal level and total despair both. Not only either-either, but both. To the extent one's personality is sattvic, one will have the corresponding capacity to figure out uh, what is the right sattvic solution for each and every situation. When man's psyche is sattvic, his decisions in this life will be sattvic and the destination after that uh, will be also the beautiful sattvic heavens. Sadly, this most important ancient teaching is ignored and there is hardly any interest in it. My video on it uh, got very little views because uh, people prefer only simple methods, uh, methods uh, which do not require changing themselves learning and instead they will hope to enter the new age and get cured of their tamasic depression because of the lovely environment and easy life at that time but this is not going to happen because the beautiful world uh, will be only for those who have already achieved the beauty and sight but most of the people will stubbornly resist the truth And until the very end, they will say, oh, these things with the scales and uh, the entire judgment thing, it's all symbolic. And that's true, the costumes, the setup, and even the appearance of the characters will be symbolic. But this is not a reason uh, to dismiss the truth behind it, which is that the beautiful Earth at the end of everything will be a mere practical reflection Of the purity and beauty of the noble souls who never bowed down to the pedophiles until the very end, and thus they passed the most difficult test since our unique world was created. So, this is a user submitted question about the apocalyptic prophecies being synchronized with the ideas of Seth. Is the apocalypse? Just a probable future that uh, we can't avoid anymore. Seth doesn't say exactly in a straightforward manner that we can't avoid it. He just says that in some of the possible scenarios, uh, most of the people will die. But uh, keeping in mind his uh, overall style of writing, for him to mention, even to mention briefly, uh, something which we consider most people at least so negative that he avoids doing at any cost that by itself uh, for me definitely it either means that it is one of the most uh, probable future or that it cannot be cancelled anymore as far as the prophecies uh, seem very deterministic and free will and choice uh, having little or no role i don't uh, see such I think implied in the prophecies, just on the opposite, every prophecy that uh, is long enough to give a detail and clarification clearly says that there are plenty of options and uh, many things are conditional. I think this is simply a a mainstream media balloon to present the prophecies as uh, preaching no free will and uh, no choice. This This is simply not true. Now, as far as uh, set implying that nothing is determined and we have much control or influence, uh, this is definitely his, uh, his general message, uh, but he's got uh, uh, quite a few books and in them he also says that you have to read and understand them all. You uh, won't uh, do your work just with the general message and if you read all the books. You will also find uh, the chapters where uh, Seth describes events which cannot be cancelled and even sins for which uh, there is no atonement, although I'm sure the word sin will not be mentioned in that uh, sentence but whatever equivalent uh, he uses, it's uh, the same thing. And then why does my humble self, the devout follower and admirer of Seth, say sin with such an emphasis uh, when Seth avoids the word by any means? It's because such times have come and so little people have understood and appreciated the absolutely polite and sattvic teachings of Seth in which he avoids using the word sin not to traumatize people. Not many Sattvic people around to appreciate that. And I'm using sin to a bit of shake even the people who have some rajas inside. So at least they don't do the sin out of fear for the reaction. Because Sattvic people, they do not sin just because that's radically opposed to their very nature. That's against their very idea of what existence should be but the rajasic people if there was no punishment they wouldn't mind some sin so i'm just uh, trying to bring the message to that type of uh, crowd as well so what happened yesterday i was uh browsing uh, YouTube and uh, I see prophecies uh, by Otrok, Pavel, and I casually thought um, I didn't know about this prophecies and I opened it and started listening and it was about uh, the uh, current bug situation and everything around it and uh, listening at the detail of things. I was assuming it's uh, the video is made just now, you know, with the current developments, but when I saw the Publishing date of the video, My Hair Stood on End, it was published in May 2019. This is also the second part for those who know Russian. So I will try to deliver those messages in English as well, although it's just so disgusting, that it will be difficult on my side, but still, uh, the accuracy is amazing. The main uh, practical advice uh, from that over an hour of uh, material is that by December 2020, where a few days pass, they say everybody who is uh, determined to remain normal should have already moved to the countryside, because by the end of uh, year 21, They will be stopping people on the street and on the roads uh, for a forced fix. What will uh, make you nauseous is uh, the varieties of ways they will use to uh, mark. Pavel already advises to uh, just remove all tv's sensor gadgets and most importantly smartphones uh, from home and from environment. The phones will be most dangerous. For now, Pavel said you can still use uh, phone as long as it is not smart. But later on, even those will have. Um <clears throat>